How to know when your tennis pro doesn't know how to teach tennis. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackHandCity.com. Don't forget to sign up for my 2020 adult tennis lesson programs right here in Miami in the heart of Coconut Grove. I've got Monday Night Intermediate and Tuesday Night Novice Series. All you got to do is log on to BackHandCity.com to reserve your spot and just seek out the main menu item that says Tennis Registration. Well, today's topic... How to know when your tennis pro doesn't know how to teach tennis. I know, it's harsh, isn't it? But listen, it's out there. and You, as a consumer, don't need to be ripped off. So I'm going to give you some clues that this is happening. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you're probably aware of my episode on the Pareto effect. And if you haven't heard it, just scroll down to the very bottom. It's the first episode that we ever did and it explains the Pareto effect. So that might be a very good prelude to this podcast episode. And really what I'm going to talk about here first is let's just get clear a definition. Is there a right way to play or teach tennis? And the answer is no. You can teach or play anywhere, you, any way, shape, or form you want. There is no correct way. Now, I will say this, there are more efficient ways to teach and play tennis, and that is really what I'm all about. Go to any park, and you can see the people that are self-taught, and then you can see the people who have had some instruction and have more fluid and beautiful swings. And that kind of really leads us to the topic today of how to know when your pro doesn't know how to teach tennis, and there is a huge emphasis on the follow-through. Your pro will tell you every time something goes wrong that you're not following through enough. And it's been going on for decades. I was given a tennis lesson in Miami Beach the other day next to another pro, and he kept saying every time his student missed, you got to use your full body. You got to get your full body into the ball, and you've got to follow through. And I kind of got what he was trying to do, but it wasn't really resonating with the student. They would just continue to try to swing harder because they knew they had to get their whole body into it. The other thing you're going to hear a lot with uh, tennis pros that don't know how to teach is they really emphasize getting your racket back. You've got to get your racket back. And then once you get your racket back, you've got to follow through. you got to get your racket back and you got to follow through. And every time you miss, you got to get that racket back and you got to follow through. And don't forget the most crucial thing of this. You got to watch the ball. So you can see after about an hour of that kind of repetitive mantra, you might want to slit your wrists. And listen, it's not the fault of the pro. Typically, this is someone who teaches part time or they're very new to tennis. And here's where they got it. They probably started off their career working at a junior camp one summer and the director of tennis just said listen when the parents come in 
right? And they pick up their kids, just make sure every kid's got a really great follow through. I don't care if they miss the ball, just make sure they have a really good follow through. Ask me how I know that. That's another story. So I think that's where it comes from. They're not doing any critical thinking. They're just emphasizing these institutional mantras to get you kind of through their process. So now that said, let's defend the follow-through with the following question. When is it a good time to follow through? Let's say you have really good technique. You've hit a boomer first serve and somebody hits a defensive floater to you and you're going to run around and hit a forehand big. That is an excellent time to have a big time follow through with a full body emphasis, if you will. Right now, here's where I'm going. There is a lot going on in tennis and most of it happens between that alleged racket back and the follow through. And that's really where the critical development happens. It's not to say that getting your racket back isn't relevant. There's just a better way to explain it and a better way to turn your body where the racket will just go back naturally. You don't have to think about getting it back. In fact, if you use your arm to get your racket back, it's going to build a lot of bad habits and inconsistency. So as I kind of said, how did this come about? It comes from people who aren't really thinking about what they're doing. They're just in it for the paycheck or their boss told them to do it. It's a summer gig. It's a little bit of a side hustle. You know, everybody's just trying to survive. The point of this podcast is you as the consumer need to decide if this is right for you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go onto iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so you can get fresh episodes each morning. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when push comes to shove. Could this be the one that got away? I get the message, guess I knew it all along.